0: Hello and welcome to Coachcast by England Football Learning, the coaching podcast that brings you insight from people across the game. Today, we're chatting to Ali Marshall, a young coach who's at the start of her journey to discover her experiences so far and gain advice for new coaches and those looking to get involved.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Coachcast. As Jamie just mentioned there, we've got Ellie with us today. So hi Ellie, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Good, lovely to have you on. So um, as a start, why don't we just find out a little bit about what your role in coaching is, like who you coach and how long you've been doing it?
2: So I started when I was 16. Um, I was doing a college course at Eastwood. And uh, they put me through their sort of like wildcat sessions, their evening sessions, which got me into my coaching role and they put me through my level one. Uh, Then after doing that, I um, got a job at Derby County Community Trust as an apprentice. So working in schools, working with different age groups, um, sort of like a PE teacher role, uh, but there's still the coaching side of it. And then currently took on an under sevens team at Eastwood last season. Starting my own journey with having a team myself, and then coming up in the next coming weeks, I'm starting my level two to to widen my knowledge of of sport and football. So,
0: sure, you'll be able to get plenty of tips for coaches in a similar position to yourself today. Then, uh, and speaking of that, as this is a coaching podcast, um, listeners right now could be on the way to training. Uh, so, we think it's a good idea if we could give them a little bit of insight uh, straight away.
1: Yep, so we'll call this your arrival activity. So um, what we'll do is we'll give you 30 seconds and if you can tell us as many top coaching tips as you can in those 30 seconds. Does that sound okay? Yeah, sounds good, yeah. Okay, when the music starts, that's when you can begin go
2: so i'll always have a session plan prepared or know sort of what i'm going into the session doing Uh, if you've got other coaches or other age groups there maybe pick other people's brains uh help each other with tips and pointers uh support and understand your players um because you'll have different abilities different people that pick up different things um set goals for individuals for the season or for that training session uh develop good relationships uh good warm-up fantastic
0: we've got loads in there <laughs> <laughs> right well fantastic we'll move on to the main feature which is to find out a little bit more about yelly and to share a little bit of, of insight with our listeners um so first we'll start off what was your first experience of football like
2: i started playing football through school but when i was at school uh, female football or girls football wasn't really as big as public was now so I was playing with the lads teams I was going out playing with lads and uh, as I got older found out it was more for girls um, and then since I was 11 I've played football ever since uh, played at Derby till I was 16, 17 then moved from Derby to play for Mansfield so as the year as I've got older there's been more things out there for girls to to go and join and, and things like that but I think it can still be pushed a little bit more uh, for definite.
0: Did you have a, maybe like informal play? Did you have a, what would, what did that look like then if school didn't necessarily offer um, too much football opportunities?
2: At the time they didn't. Um, we did try to put on a, a girls' session, but not many girls at the time turned up. Um, so for me, it was sort of play with the lads when I can and, and see what comes of it really.
0: So you're playing now uh, still, is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, so do you want to take us back to um, basically like when you first started mixing coaching and playing then?
2: Um, probably when I was 16. Um, obviously, I was playing at the time and then alongside playing, Eastwood gave me the opportunity to, to help them out coaching-wise and they had a Wildcat skills session, which is was something that I really wanted to get involved with, being a female Um but I'd say the last couple of years is where I've grown as a coach. I've took more responsibility um, and worked on my own, uh, which, is, which has been nice.
0: For the listeners uh, that may be unaware, do you want to explain what the Wildcat sessions are?
2: So Wildcat sessions are girls-only sessions. Uh, I believe, is it 4 to 11? Uh, for girls that are just starting out football or some that are in... In teams already that like to come to just the girls only session um, so it's mainly mainly that
0: how did you find that experience then jumping into wildcats
2: i loved it uh that was my first starting point um so to do a wildcat session and being a girls only session for me that was enjoyable uh knowing that there is girls out there that want to play football and want to be wrestling showing that they can do it and it's and it's not just a, a male sport a lot of them took to you well um, being a female female coach, which was really nice, um, which gives them a confidence sometimes in having a a female role model.
0: With players, uh, primary age players, then um with uh, the wildcat sessions, uh, a lot of it could be the first experiences that they've had with uh, in wildcats. So, how important was it to get the environment right to just make sure that they was having fun and that they kept wanting to return?
2: Yeah, so just making the sessions fun, uh, but still relate to football. Uh, as long as they went off my pitch happy and learning, learning things related to football, uh, that's all I can ask from my sessions. Uh, and if they come back and they keep coming back, that's where you sort of start to progress and, and test, test them a little bit and, and start progressing them.
1: How do you try to inject that fun into your sessions? Is it the way that you speak to them or is it the type of games that you play? Or
2: I think it can be both. Sometimes how you speak to people, sometimes the games. Some people are more visual, so if you can interlink that with your games, then definitely, or some people might like you talking to them and having a bit of a fun. Uh, sometimes it could just be a little rock, paper, scissors game with you as a, as a coach and a, and a and a child and seeing who wins so it's just the little things that they probably take more out of of your session.
0: So what, uh, what came after Wildcats then?
2: After Wildcats, I started Eastwood's uh, Performance Centre with the boys. Uh, then I went into schools coaching with different age groups and then went back to more base football and having my own team to work with uh, rather than different individuals. I've got that one set team.
0: How did you find working um, that, that first instance, then going from Wildcat sessions to, to Eastwood boys? Were there many differences? It was the same age, but were there many differences between coaching the girls and the boys at all?
2: I think more people, um, more people at your sessions, uh, which sort of helped your sessions a little bit. Numbers mainly is the main one uh, for the, I, that I've worked with.
0: So, would you want to tell us a little bit about then joining up with the Derby County Community Trust? Um, And you mentioned just just before the call um, a bit about your role there.
2: Yeah, so when I left college, I originally wanted to get into personal training, uh, did the course for that. And then at the time, uh, an old coach that used to work with me at Derby had sent me over an apprenticeship role um, for Derby County Community Trust, so I thought take the interview, go for it, see what comes of it. And uh, I got the role uh, and that was going into schools as a community coach. So sort of doing PE lessons with different sports, coaching, different age groups, um, things like that. And we've got our uh, talent uh, ID programme, which is just footballs in the evening. So I've got a wide range of different sports and different age groups that I've worked with over the last three and a half years since I've been there.
0: And have you used, uh, so you've gone straight in there in terms of like similar like age players, but then you mentioned they're going in with different sports. How did you find that? And did you find that actually when you went back to coaching football that you could potentially take some of the things from other sports into your sessions at all?
2: Yeah, so when I found out that it was going to be different sports, obviously people have their preferred sports and with school and college having some knowledge about other sports I, ha- I already had uh but I've gone more into depth about teaching um, over a period of time, different sports. Uh, But going back into football, I've took the more teacher-based role out of my sessions into my football sessions. So having that balance of, yeah, I can be a fun coach, but I can also have my boundaries of, right, I've got to teach you this, and this is what you're going to take from your sessions. So I've learned a lot from going into schools, delivering different sports, but linking it with my, my football sessions and and my own football in a sense.
1: Because you've worked with a lot of primary age kids, do you have any top tips for working with that age group?
2: Um, I think enjoy it, make it fun for them, but still have something that you're going to get out of the session. Um, have that connection with them. Um, you can strip things back to basics if people are struggling. Um, I've learned that a lot. Just enjoy it and have that bond with them.
1: How do you try and um, structure your sessions then for that kind of age group?
2: So I sort of stick to A, I do a fun arrival activity uh, into my warm-up, then I'll work on my main session, so what I want to get out of the session, so for example if it's a passing session that's what I'll focus on Um, and then I'll finish with a fun game or a, a match to end with so it's sort of flowed through my session, we've still got the pointers of what I want to get out of the session, they've still had their fun and their game time at the end of it.
0: Especially with that uh, age group, I would imagine there's a lot of parents and carers, guardians around. Uh, do you have any top tips for people, like, in, kind of like including parents or just dealing with parents at all?
2: I like to include parents as best you can with the age they are. And obviously they've got to have some sort of input as they bring their child to training. But I see it as when we're on the pitch, it's my time with them Uh, if there's a problem we'll deal with it at the end or we'll have a chat Uh, but all my parents that I deal with are absolutely fantastic, they let you do your job, they come off, they, they say to you that they've enjoyed it or they say oh what can you go and work on. It's nice to have them involved especially at that young age, I think when you start to get a little bit older that's where things might start to change and the rules start to change and things like that but I think for the age group I work with it's definitely good to have parents involved um, as much as the kids really so I have that good rapport with not only their kids but them as parents as well
1: what do you think it is that makes you enjoy coaching so much
2: I think working with different children hearing different stories it's something that I've always loved to do Um, so I'd like to show that to other kids that I've enjoyed it I've got to where I am today with hard work and and listening to coaches and teachers so it's definitely a good thing to to go down
1: and do you think they relate to you quite a lot because um, you're a little bit younger maybe as well
2: yeah i think a lot do and sometimes they like that younger younger head but some a lot of kids like the older head um but it depends how kids take to you and how you are as a person
0: now you're quite early on into your, to your coaching journey but in, do you have all like a picture in mind of what coaching values are really important to you at all
2: I think uh respect a, a big one if if that child if I have respect for that child I sort of expect it back which a lot of them do um I think good communication I think a lot of kids aren't as good at communicating so I like to communicate with them chat to them even if it's not about sport and it's something they they're really interested in I think good communication and rapport with your children is is really key
0: Would you say that you're quite committed and quite driven as a coach and if so, do you think that that's important?
2: Yeah, um, since being a kid, I've always wanted to be a coach. I've always been driven in what I've done, whether it's to do with sport or anything else and I think if you show that as a person, kids will start to take that from you and, and they sort of mirror what you do. Uh, I think if, you're, if you've got good attributes that you share when you're coaching, that kids sort of follow Follow that as well. So if if they can take on what you sort of do or how you communicate or how you are as a person, they sort of take take things from that.
0: So almost being like a, a role model for them at such an important age, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. If you can be a role model for somebody as uh, whether it's as young as what I deal with or older, I think a good role model is key.
1: Do you find that part of your role as a coach is to kind of improve some of your players' confidence and how do you go about that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, confidence is a big thing and I've learnt that um, from from being a kid to now. So it's mainly letting them then, them enjoy it, working on things that they're good at, also pushing what something that they might not be good at, but working with that so their confidence grows over time. Uh, but I think confidence is a big thing for, for anybody, especially kids that are, that are doing sport. So if you, can, if you can manage that, I think it's a really good really good sign.
0: This might lead into a little bit of, of the value stuff as well. But what do you feel makes a good coach in that side, whether at, at this young age uh, with the primary age kids or whether it is for yourself uh, playing as well in an older age group? What do you think it is that makes a good coach?
2: um how you are as a person. Um if you come into a session um really down um obviously it's gonna take that mood with the kids so if you can be you gotta be enthusiastic, you gotta you gotta be confident, you've gotta know what you're what you're wanting out of that session, you gotta you gotta do all these things for the kids to to get a good rapport from you and if you get a good rapport things in your sessions will go well
1: was there anything that you like when you were being coached as a player where you've thought that I want to replicate that
2: I think sort of sessions that I've seen that I think all oh, I could take that away but change it um, so sessions how people are with others how they might speak to individuals so if they some coaches might just stand there and and chat to you whereas some will come involved in the sort of session and start changing things um I'm sort of one of those type of coaches to get to get involved with the kids, um, which is something that I've took from other coaches that have coached me.
0: Have you faced any challenges at all? Uh, and if so, how have you overcome them?
2: Challenges have been sort of in schools. Um, when I first started Dollarby County, um, I, went, I paired up with a lot of coaches and they were all males. I was the only female at the time. Um, so they took to... The male coach better with how he's he projected his voice, how he was. Um, they listened a little bit more. Uh, whereas when I first started out, I was quite quiet, quite shy, um, which come across to the kids as we can talk over, it, we can do this. That was the first sort of challenge for me when I first started out and my coaching in schools.
1: And how did you? How did you actually go about approaching some of those challenges?
2: Uh, going into the sessions, projecting my voice a little bit more, um, seeing how kids reacted to that, uh, learning off other coaches. So um, going out with different different coaches, I learned different things. A lot of the coaches, they did their part, I did my part. And after the part that I did, they gave me feedback of what I could do to improve uh, and then experience over time. I think the more I did it, the more I got confident and used to it. And then that's where I've grown as a person from the start to where I am now. So I think working with others and experiences is, is really key.
0: Been talking to uh, a few coaches about people from their past, like memorable teachers or, or coaches that they can think of. Automatically, they had a smile on the face when they were remembering. Do you have anything like that from your time at school or time playing where you remember a coach fondly? And if so, what would it be that you'd like kids to remember from your sessions
2: when i was at school i wasn't the most academic i learned different differently in different ways so i always give the the option to kids that if you struggle to learn this way there is an alternative whereas some people will shut it down and if they don't get it there and then then that'll be it they'll, they'll they'll just sort of let them go into it whereas i've struggled a lot through school so i find different ways to learn which i'd like to share with other kids if they're struggling or if they're, they're at, a, at a point that they're sort of stopped that I can I can break down that barrier and go no there's, there's this way it might not be the same as that your other teammate but there's a different way for you um, so that's what school teachers taught me I think when at my other football I had a male coach and he was absolutely fantastic he was sort of what we'd say a football dad even though he was our coach he'd be there he'd take you under the wing if you were struggling or you was upset and uh, I thought he had he had a good balance with with that so I've took a lot from that.
1: That's really nice to hear. and I think um, yeah it's a really good position to put yourself in like giving children an opportunity to kind of feel included and understand that they can learn in a different way and there's lots of different ways to learn so that's brilliant. Yeah
0: I think it was quite nice hearing that thinking there are other ways to learn and everybody's different that suggests that you believe that understanding individual players is really important to coaching.
2: Yeah it's very key I think that there might be certain individuals that have not got it from that first time explanation or that first time demonstration that you might have to go back and, and strip it back to the start so I think Knowing your players, knowing who you're working with, different personalities—I think you've got a, you've got a nail in, in in every environment.
1: And how do you? How would you go about? So say if you noticed that one of the group weren't quite getting it from the first time, how would you go about explaining it to them again? Would you um, do it in front of a full group, or would you kind of pull them to one side, or do it while they're playing? Or
2: I've done it both ways. I've done it where I've done it in front of the group, but the groups helped that individual out and they've done it together and I've also took a player out of the situation, had a chat with them, sort of done it on a, me and that player situation and then dropped him back into the, to the uh, session. So I've I've done both sides and I've seen both sides to that.
0: What are your aspirations uh, moving forward in coaching, Ellie?
2: Um, I think with me starting my level two in a couple of weeks, I think that's going to help me massively as as an individual and as a coach and I think Just making people enjoy it, um, making others get involved with sport. Uh, My main one is female football. I think that's the main one to get involved in, try and get as many girls involved and as much experience in the women's game as possible. Um, And especially with how things are going, how they're playing at the minute, I think that's going to be key. And I hope they can take not only that with football teams, but into schools, having girls P based sessions with football I think it's that's my aspiration to get to get a lot more girls involved
0: that's wonderful to hear. yeah
1: what would your advice be for new coaches um looking to get involved and like particularly like younger people
2: I think um going into it open-minded uh enjoy it as much as you teaching them kids and letting the kids enjoy it you've got to enjoy it yourself I think that's that's a key one And definitely keep keep going
1: at it. Perfect. That was some really good advice there. Maybe you can also help us out with some other bits of advice for our community chat feature. So we've got an England football community platform where lots of coaches go on there and they often ask questions. And it's usually like challenges that they're struggling with in coaching. So we thought we'd put one of those questions to you. We've recently had a question where someone was asking how to stop players chasing the ball all at once. It was mainly targeted at under sevens. So we thought, seeing as that's your expertise at the moment, we'd put that to you. Have you ever had that as a challenge before?
2: Yes, when I first started with um, my under sevens, that's all they seem to do. Uh, I think a lot of similar ages like that will just go for that football. It's sort of like new for them. They've probably gone from sessions that they've done on their own with other kids around, but they are gone into a team now where they're going to have to to learn to make passes, to learn to tackle. So I think over a period of time, little things come naturally once you start adding adding your points in. But I worked on a lot of space games, um, but still having the football involved. um, And the more they got used to being in their own space and finding their own positions, that's when it sort of led to right, we can work as a team, we don't ha- all have to run for that football. Uh, that one person might, but the next person might be the option if they win that football. So I did a lot of space games, sometimes without the football, just to get them used to it and then add the football in. Uh, but when I first started Mona Sevens, that was really tough to, to not get them all chasing for that one football and then having to freeze it and then go, right, look where you all are look what you all stood round, where's going to be the option next if we win that ball. Um, so I think stripping it back to sometimes basics, uh, getting them used to their own space, maybe having their own football at their own feet, and then interlinking it with how we're we going to do that as a team uh, and then and work on that. But it takes time. I've had the under-7s now for a full season, and... Um, and then they're just leading into under-8s now. So I think over time, it, once you get your points across, experiences sometimes it's hard to do at training. Sometimes that you have to play another team to to see the, the the progression or to see what other teams might do. Um, it, it definitely took time for me and the other coach that I work with to to stop that chasing the all chasing the ball. So.
0: It's uh, at that age, uh, a lot of coaches say kids are a little bit like bees to a honeypot. It's not like you're the only case and you've done anything wrong. It's just, it's natural. Kids are going to all want the ball at the same time.
2: Yeah, but definitely stick at it. Don't think it's not going right. I'm going to give up on it. I think just keep going. Ellie,
0: we're coming up to the end of the show now, but our regular listeners know that this is the time for a swift session.
1: We give you 30 seconds to explain to us a session idea. Or a practice idea so i'll set a timer up if you're okay with this challenge yes definitely. okay and your time starts
2: now uh so i'll tend to do a warm-up arrival activity i'll do a quick like a sort of splat game um i tend to stick to similar arrival activities so my kids know they come in they know what their arrival activity is i'll Depending on what my session is, so for example, if I'm doing 1v1s, uh, I did uh, four club gates. Uh, they've got to beat their player through different club gates and then I like to finish with the game.
1: I I was thinking she's she's not going to do it but then then you got there in the end is there anything else that you'd like to add to that now that the time's up to kind of expand on it at all
2: no I sort of just stick to a structure Um, a lot of it might be the same it might be repetitive as my first arrival game but my kids know that they can probably go into that game on their own without me being there and they're straight in there Um, then I'll, I'll always get a ball at the feet And then I'll go into the topic that I'm working on that might be going off from the game that we've played on the Sunday, what we might need to to improve on. I'll stick to that. And then I always like to to finish with a little game for for them.
0: How important do you think it is with um, the player ownership then? It was what you're giving them as your arrival activity, the fact that they know it and they can kind of just go uh, and jump into something straight away.
2: I think it's good. I think regardless of how young they are or how old they are, if they get that repetition and they get that ownership, they become as a a player as a person that they know that they can they can do something on their own or they can do something without that teacher or that coach being there. Um, I think it's definitely key key to have that ownership.
0: Thanks for that, Ellie. It's been great to listen to your journey so far and to hear your advice. And hopefully, that will help plenty of aspiring coaches and new coaches that are listening to us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks, Ellie. Right, that's all we have time for today. But don't forget to check out the episode description for all the links to our platforms. There, you will be able to click through to the England football community. This is where you can post your coaching questions for us to discuss on the podcast or just simply to connect with loads of wonderful coaches.
1: Yes, we'd love to help you out with your coaching questions. So please do check that out. We'll be back soon with another episode of Coachcast. So if you haven't already, hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. From all of us at England Football Learning, thanks for listening.